Welcome back to yet another episode on the NDL show. We're coming through with the vibes. This is episode 11 and we're talking finance and forex. This hot, hot track is titled Hide and Seek and it is by Coochie Cola. You can keep hiding from feelings, feelings. Your vibe is what I'm feeling, feeling. You keep on hiding, I'm seeking, seeking. Where we'll be okay. Just come out, don't play. This nigga goes Should've got up and left real quick singer, songwriter and music producer Nicole Granger from Midrand. She goes by the name Coochie Cola and to tell you about this track it is accompanied by visuals that recently dropped on YouTube as part of her EP that dropped this year as well. And as an artist she established herself back in 2017 and is currently pursuing music independently. And truly, I love the song Hide and Seek because during this time of lockdown people trying to ghost but really where you gonna go? Why you run it, really? So do check out her music on YouTube. Let us know how you like the music video. Certainly go ahead and follow her on Instagram and Twitter at Coochie Cola. And don't worry, soon I will ask her what inspired this name. Otherwise, as mentioned, she is also on YouTube as Coochie Cola, as well as on the cloud. So today we are going to go into something that I think is a very interesting conversation. But before we get there, I wanted to ask and ensure that you are following the page on Insta and Twitter at The NDL Show for the latest updates about the show. Do submit your music to the NDL Show one at gmail.com. And if you have queries about the show as well, you can ask on any of the platforms. We will surely respond because we appreciate you. And if you appreciate The NDL Show too, subscribe on 
Apple Podcasts, star the show on Anchor, do give the show a good rating so that we can affirm the truth about this show. This is Lesejo, aka Lerams. You're listening to the NDL show by the amazing Nondomi Soluto. Stay tuned. Coming up on episode 11 on the NDL show, we talk about the American representation of South Africa. We're talking weird dreams, TikTok, influencer teachers, everyone falling. In our commentary and in our main segment, we go into financial literacy, investing and trading, and the truth about Forex with finance podcaster Liajo Papo. All of this is coming up. Stay tuned. You're tuned in into the Andiel show. I absolutely love your show, Chomi. Keep up the good work. Keep on showing us with bomb ass music. Much love, man. Shout out to everyone with the voiceovers. If you want to be part of this esteem, do send us a voice note via email. We'll be very glad to play it on the show as well as on our page. So I have been having very interesting dreams lately and the nice thing is that I'm not the only one you know it's always nice knowing that you're not the only one who's going through something right but truly last night I had the weirdest dream and all I know is that I can't look at certain people the same way because it was so visceral I was so attacked you know so if you have been having weird dreams as well there is a study that has been conducted showing the peak in weird dreams during this period and it's interesting because what is being said is that we are experiencing pandemic stress induced dreams as i have been informed by a colleague of mine so i'm just letting you know that if you are experiencing this as well that you are definitely not alone do check it out on google it is a very interesting study to read as well otherwise we have to just talk about the attempt in making influencers teachers this one I truly did not understand I mean the motive maybe makes sense but the execution nah you know and I was told that sitting is a noun you know what and you know, I'm just gonna play it for you so that you can hear it for yourself listen and then abbreviations and acronyms are short words that are used to modify our nouns okay so if I'm going to say um 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 I'm sitting, okay? So we would say I'm sitting quickly and that would be my adjective because it's describing the noun. And then... <laughs> you know, this is, for me, this is unrealistic, okay? Because an acronym, you know, and I'm bringing this to the forefront for those who have not heard it. But to top it off... The, the, the theory goes or the theorem or the formula goes if um, five multiply by five... Five multiplied by five is, um, okay, let's say two multiplied by five is equals to uh, two divide, two multiplied by five. If two multiplied by five is 10, and also two divide by 20 is 10, the common denominator here is 10. We only know that two- No, I see flames. I see genuine flames. But I'm very relieved that at this point they have stopped this because now the government has realigned themselves accordingly to let the people with the qualifications do this job. And moving on to something that has really been upsetting me is the constant creation of racist videos by white people on TikTok, this app. 
Truly, if you know a white person who has created such a video, I just want to know why, you know? What is it specifically about this pandemic that is making white people actually show off their true selves? It's not like we don't know that some of them are racist. But bro, really? You know, so I, I just want to conduct a study about why now? Why TikTok? Like, white people, what's wrong? You know, on a random. I, anyway, every day waking up on Twitter, there's someone new falling. And sometimes I just be checking to make sure that I ain't the one who fell. But people and organizations are falling with reason. I mean, why are we paying so much for DSTV while other countries in the continent aren't? Hey, yeah, how so another interesting old video that has shown up on the timeline is this one. And I want you to take it in, consume it, and let me know what you think. A question, and the irony is what? Africa is rolling out the red carpet for China. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're taking over the Caribbean. They're taking over Africa. They're never taking over the Caribbean. They're all in South Africa. In fact, Mandarin is now an official language in the Republic of South Africa. Mm -hmm. Zulu isn't. Kosa isn't. So the indigenous languages are not taught in the school. But Mandarin is. That speaks to the influence of China. But they don't roll out the red carpet for us in China. All right. So I'm perplexed, right? Because this man, he's speaking facts. We do roll out the red carpet for China. And in China, we are aliens. We are nobodies. In fact, right now, what is happening is that most Africans are being chased out of their homes in China because they're claiming that we are the ones that, well, Africans are the ones that came with the virus, which is absurd in my view. But on the part of Mandarin being an official language in South Africa, let's not lie because it isn't. It's an unofficial language that is being introduced. And I don't know how far it is being taught in the country but as far as just saying that with your chest like that's what i'm opposing is the fact that this man is just openly saying that no mandarin is the official language you know and the other languages which are official aren't i do want you to let me know what you think about this one is this man justified in saying what he is saying tell me what do you think like how do you not know something that is so important as education how does something that goes back to 20, I think it was 2014, it was discussed during 2014. They actually even discussed it with the ministers in parliament. And how do we miss that? So, yeah. And you mentioned, yeah, the mere fact that an American, that's the thing that makes me even feel even less South African. Mere fact that an American knows that. And as much as this American, I know that he studies a lot of things about Africa and a lot of like things about other countries. So yeah, mere fact that an American, someone on the outside knows that, it's scary. It's really scary. I don't even think most of South Africans know that. If you are like, hey, bruh, where is he knee how is going to be in a low from now on? Like, you know? Even for me, that's a lot. So yeah, we have a lot of thinking to do. And I just, I just want to know from you, what do you think? But for now, don't go anywhere. We will be back with the main segment after this short intermission. Hey, what's good, beautiful people? This is your girl, Milandri. You are now tuned in to the NDL show. And I urge you to stay tuned because the heat is never ending. Trust me, you'll never go wrong. We're working. It's our living. So what we must do? We are not our 
So today we are talking about the relationship that we have with money, especially as black people. I'm sure you have witnessed, as I have, that sometimes it seems that we're not as financially literate as we should be. So to speak on this literacy, as well as how to invest in a smart way, and of course to touch on Forex, we have award-winning public speaker, BCom Honours Economics student, as well as BCom Investment Management graduate on the line. He actually has his own podcast known as Finance Matters with Liejo Papo. Welcome to the show, Liejo. Thank you very much for having me. That was quite a nice introduction. Thank you for having me. I mean, you know, we always got to kill it on the NDL show when it comes to introductions. So tell us more about your podcast. Why financial podcasting? So the main reason why I've started finance podcasting is I've always just had a strong urge. After I realized and discovered that there were very limited finance platforms, I just took it upon myself to create one that would simplify financial literacy and investing. I think I'm also just passionate about investments. And I truly believe that as people, we are obligated to create value from whatever we love. And we are we need to share that with the people around us. I like that you mentioned financial literacy because you know that I have to ask, what is it? I feel like we don't really understand the extent to how far financial literacy goes. So what is that about? So in a nutshell, well, to simplify what financial literacy is, financial literacy is a cognitive ability to make sound financial decisions. So a practical example, you paying all your debts first and not reserving them for last because you know that if you don't settle them, they're going to accrue interest. So it's knowing what to pay first and what to leave last. In the black community, we we do we battle with paying our debts first because it's like, I, I'm going to go buy this, I'm going to go buy that, and I'm going to take the money out before the people are out here trying to debit order the debt. The debit exactly <laughs> you know and i wanted to find out from your perspective yeah. why it is that most south african black people suffer or don't understand financial literacy the way that we should quite an interesting question actually so i think most black people battle with financial literacy because it's a concept that we ourselves have not popularized we first need to start off by making financial literacy easier to understand and we need to create a culture that will generally resonate better with material that they are comfortable with. So I feel that it's not entirely the unwillingness to make responsible financial decisions. There are some people that may deliberately be wasteful and not money conscious or economic in any way, but there are a lot of other people that, are genuine, that genuinely wish to learn how to manage their finances better. And I think it's it's up to us to create platforms to equip one another. Great. I like how you mentioned that because I do believe that maybe budgeting is also a very critical, crucial part of financial literacy, you know. But adhering to a budget, Liaho, when we think about it, adhering to a budget is, is very hard. I mean, even for me myself, you know, I'll, I'll put away money, but reinforcing it is like, I man. But it's my money. Why am I not using my money? Why is Nisha, you know? So how do we really go about handling the budget situation in a way that works for us? Yeah. So 
one of the most effective ways to stick to a budget is by writing it down, right? Okay. I'll start there. So having an idea of what you need to spend on from month to month is not enough because that's something that only exists in your head. If you have a paper trail that details exactly how much you need to spend on what items and how much you need to save, that simply holds you accountable. So this is something that I've actually realized, something that I've practiced in my first year of university, right? And list is such a powerful tool. And this is why successful people often say that we need to write our goals down. I'm sure you've heard that, right? Yes, the power definitely. of writing your goals down and all the things that you and all the things that you wish to do. The moment your budget is on paper, the more committed you will be to it because it's almost as if you've. It's like telling someone that you plan to do something and you're now forced to show up for what you said. Just to add to that, something else that's extremely useful that I think people need to um, familiarize themselves with and um, maybe try out is what we call an emergency fund. Right. Okay. An emergency fund, this is a small account that you use to make monthly contribute to make contributions for all the rainy days or the days that you will have unplanned expenses, right? Life happens yeah. and we all have these days. An emergency account though would be something that differs from one person to another. You may make your payments, your contributions on a weekly basis, someone else might do it on a monthly basis, and someone else may do it quarterly. It really right. just depends on your it really just depends on your financial commitments and how your life is set up. But that's something that I would really recommend. Sure, that's that's very interesting. Thank you. I will I will take heed to that advice personally because I need it. So you are a BCom management graduate, right? And I want to find out what you have observed that people do wrong when it comes to investing, you know, because really it's it's one of those things where we don't really know if we're investing correctly. So what is it that you have observed as an investment graduate? So the biggest mistake that I've observed is that people think investing and trading are synonymous. And this is not the case. Okay. This is not the case. In, investing and trading are two different ways to yield returns. So just to put this into perspective, right? I've realized that most people like the idea of putting money away and having access to it at the same time. If you're going to, if you're going to invest money, you need to refrain from checking it every day because I can tell you this, you will not see growth on a daily basis. Yeah. One morning you're going to wake up and your investment will be down. The following week it's up, right? Mm -hmm. So investing, investing is a long game and trading is more short-lived. So people who want instant gratification should stick to trading because at least that presents you with an in the short term gear and you spend more chance of losing all that money anyway. Thank you so much for clarifying. So how do we get into investing in a smart way, apart from thinking that it's short-term and unlearning that, hey, this is actually a long-term thing. How do we invest in ways that are smart? All right, so i uh, just like to start off by saying that prices drop all the time, right? And that's completely normal in the financial markets because everything happens in cycles. So to invest smart, you have to consult with people who understand the fundamental principles of investing. Mm -hmm. And on yourself, you have to do your own homework, right? So by that, I mean you have to do background checks. You have to read investment material. You have to familiarize yourself with how the economy works. Right. And you really have to question what factors affect your investment. A smart investor does not follow the masses, right? Or depend on what's the hottest stock or yeah. what is everyone else fascinated about in the market. And that also is also equally important for you to know how much capital you have, how long you wish to invest and the level of risk 
that you wish to be exposed to? Sure. If you can answer all those three questions, you mm-hmm. will not be pressured by what everyone else is buying or selling in the market. Interesting, because I've been seeing Sasol, man. Sasol has been trending on Twitter, you know. Tell me what that is about. What is your perception of Sasol? Why does it keep on hiking and then going down? What's that about? So what's currently happening with Sasol right now is due to the COVID-19, we're all home, right? Before I actually get to speaking about oil, let me speak about Sasol specifically. Mm -hmm. So what's happening with Sasol is everybody is home, right? And um, there's no demand gas at this point because where do you have to go stay home right so that's literally what caused the oil crash um what happened is oil suppliers had surplus oil they had so much oil in their storages mm-hmm. that but no one else is no one is demanding that right so because no one is demanding that that pushes price down these people are just having so much oil on their hands and no one is buying it and if that persists it pushes them it really just challenges them to end up paying customers to get oil off them because it's it's just in storage and it's nothing is happening yeah. to it so that's that's what costs the oil crash and then mm. now with Sussel's share price Sussel's share price has been fluctuating and losing value because of that as well because Sussel's spent of oil losing its value because oil is an underlying asset for petroleum shares if mm-hmm. oil loses its value um, the share of any petroleum share or the price the share price of any petroleum share or an energy or a manufacturing also loses value because these shares are pegged to oil so whatever okay. negative happens to oil it overlaps to, to the share as well and if there's growth the share also grows there's been a lot of speculation like um hype around sussel shares people were buying without understanding why they are buying you know just because everyone is buying sussel shares but do you really understand what happens what what factors causes Sussel share price to drop or to increase, you know? Yeah. Are you familiar with with financial statements of Sussel, how they're doing from internal? Because all these things affect the share price. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you very clear there. So now, Liajo, speaking about um, Forex, what would you, would you say that it's a viable way to make money? Is it is it really the reality that it promises? That's my question. You know, Will I make the money that... Forex says that I will. Forex. Forex is a very sensitive topic. Forex is a legitimate financial instrument, right? It's real. Yeah. My my one problem rests on how people sell it, how people present it to everyone else, right? So the reason there's a bed cloud hanging about Forex is because of the way people have used it as a means to yeah. scam others. Sure. Right? It's sad. It's very sad because this is something that happens to the gullible and people who just want to make quick money. So we get back to instant gratification once again. Forex is a, Forex is a viable tool to make cash, but it's very risky compared to all the other options that you have, right? It's very important for people to do background checks yeah. and not give money to strangers that are not even authorized to provide you with financial services. And also, while we're also speaking about Forex, I'd just like to touch on trading lessons i'm sure you've right been i actually have a very huge question about that yes <laughs> uh, i'm sure you've been trading lessons on social media three-day yes. course um you'll learn about technical analysis fundamental analysis trading psychology they 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 package it so nice to you you know i just like to touch on that that um it's the thing about trading lessons right first mm-hmm. of all these trading lessons are offered at exorbitant prices 
right? They're expensive. So people should really be mindful, right? That whatever trading strategy they are paying for might not provide the greatest value, right? What may work for someone who's teaching you how to trade Forex may not work for you. And simply because of understanding, it's really just about that. It wouldn't be because of someone is not teaching you something that's correct. It's probably because of the way that yeah. you receive it and the way that you apply it. So it's very important for people to be careful for what they pay for. Do not pay for rubbish. I agree. Because now, Leaho, the thing is, there's this word on the street, right? That Forex mm. traders don't really make that much money from trading as much. They make more of the money from these <laughs> lessons. And really, I just want to get the truth about this, you know, because what what is it? Would you say that your perception is the same? Do you think that most Forex traders make money in that sense? You're going to make me, you're making me a whistleblower. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> um, I have to. So let me, let, let me give you a scenario, right? And mm -hmm. um, hopefully, hopefully it paints the picture for your listeners and your audience as well, right? An institution by the name, a forest institution by the name ABC is offering trading classes for three days. So we're looking at Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right? And then these trading classes go for 5,000 rands per person. You're taking 10 people a weekend, right? That's, listen, that's 50 grand. And then now you're doing this every weekend, right? So that's four, that's four weekends in a month. We're looking at 200,000 rands in a month. Hypothetically speaking, say that you do get um, 10 people for four weekends. I can tell you one thing. You're not going to make 200,000 rands from trading unless you're going to risk it all. I'll, I'll wrap it up there for Forex. Thank you very much. Thank you, because that's all I needed to know on my side thank you for the myth busting so moving from where we are now what do you recommend that we do as young people so that we don't end up on shows like i blew it you know i blew it is about how predominantly black people well only black people how they recklessly spend money from winning the lotto and so forth so how do we move from that kind of space in a way that we as young people can also be financially literate firstly uh i have a follow-up question before i answer that is that fine okay i just want to get your sense i just want to get your sentiments on this i blew it show how do you <laughs> feel about it how 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 do you feel about the way they present it and i'm not uh like do you have you ever questioned why this is all the episodes are based on the black community like yes. uh, do you think that is some do, do you think that is something that only happens to us or, or they're really just folk, or there are other um, racial groups that go through the same um, problems, but the show doesn't present them. How do you feel about it? I do love how you have mentioned this because the representation of the people on I Blew It, that's us. It's no one else. So I do think that it creates the narrative that, you know what, it is only us black people who spend money recklessly, you know, because when you continuously watch the show, it's like, okay, no. Yes, it does. It does on our side because there is no form of diverse representation. So it seems that, you know, white people are probably more financial literate than we are. 
you know, and other races as well. So, yeah, I do think that the representation on that show is very biased. But I don't know if, you know, they're doing it to show us that if we win the lotto, we must not be in that position. Or whether they really just, I really don't know the intention behind why they have focused on black people. So I'm going to answer this question in two segments. Firstly, I'll just start off with your lottery question. And then I'll move to the I Blew It show and what we need to do. With your lottery question, um, there was specifically an episode of a a lady that won, I think it was 14 million rands. Yeah. She she was trending on Twitter, like everywhere about how she even became a loan shark, lending people money. She she bought people cars. Like it was fun. It was it was nice, right? Mm. So the thing about this, about winning the lottery or about getting lucky in life, and maybe something like also getting inheritance or estate. So the problem with that is no matter how much money you receive, it does not make much of a difference, right? It's it it really just boils down to financial literacy. If you don't a fourteen thousand rand salary from month to month, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing how to apportion it, knowing how much goes to your consumption, groceries, electricity, and all the integrities and like transport, like basically just apportioning it correctly to get through the month, right? right? If you don't know how to manage that, then you won't know how to manage 140,000. You won't know how to manage 1.4 million. You just won't because it really just depends on financial literacy. It's, it's something very biblical, actually. If you can't be trusted with little, then that's really where you need to start. Mm. You know, starts with knowing how to manage the little things and then you just apply the same principles. It's the only difference is the monetary value, but yeah. that doesn't change. So that's where we need to start. We just need to start off by equipping ourselves on how to manage money. And then nice. once you know how to do that, you'll know how to manage your lot of paycheck. You you'll know how to do how to do it well. The second part of the question, which is uh which relates to I blew it. Uh so I've watched that show a couple of times right and it has caused me more grief than humor unfortunately yeah right um because it's a problem now uh because lack of financial literacy is quite a problem and i think it's really just about applying the principles and here's an example right uh it's like getting a promotion at work and you're now put in a position whereby you're making more money right this is the time for you to really take that opportunity and save and invest. You're put in that position where you can make more money. The problem, the problem with us is we want to change our lifestyles. We think we can now dine at um, luxury places. Okay, it's, fine to in, it's fine to indulge once yeah. in a while, but once you get accustomed to that, you're really, you're really working back because now nothing has changed. So what basically happened is you're now earning more but you're not seeing where the money is going because you've changed your standard of living. So it's very important to maintain the same standard and go from there. Sure. Wow. Yeah, no, very powerful, powerful words there. I feel convicted. You added biblical summer. I was like, yes, sis. Amen, brother. So to end off the show, um, where can people find your podcast? You know, where, where is it available? All right. My podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, okay. Breaker, a couple of others. I think it's available on eight platforms, but the 
the main ones that I realized have traffic is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Google Podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. But the, there's a there's a specific link. If you can't access those, mm-hmm. you can check out the other. Yes, and I will leave everything that they need to know in the show notes, including the URL to the podcast so that they're able to also hop onto there and really just change their lives financially. Thank you so much for coming onto the show, Leaho. Thank you so much for having me. No, definitely looking forward to more collaboration with you as a podcaster. Yes, so that was Liaho Papo. Do check him out on the socials at Liaho Papo on Twitter and Instagram. I will, of course, leave the link to his podcast Finance with Liaho Papo in the show notes so that should you need some kind of financial awakening, you will be able to get that advice on his show. Otherwise, unfortunately, that does conclude today's show. Let us know what you think. You know what? I always knew, man, that there's something sketchy about Forex, but don't be fooled. And if there is anything that you would like to add to this show, do let us know on the socials. We're always keen on hearing what you have to say. And for this show, we leave you with a track titled Peace and Love. It is by Lazy DeFaro, who is about to drop his debut album titled The Black Monk in May. So this is to give you a taste, really, of what to expect when it does drop. In the meantime, do find him on Instagram at Lazy underscore Der underscore Faro. And on Twitter, he is at Der underscore Lazy. And through all of that, you will also find him on YouTube and, of course, The Cloud. This is episode 11 on The NDL Show from our producer Tulani Sejo and I catch you on our next show. But for now, it is peace and love. It's called gratitude. Above the water, stay grateful. Me my nigga, stay humble. I smell rain in the air. I see you over there. Ain't no hating over here. It's just peace and love and peace and love. Ladder to my hand, a quick spark to this. Over here, we stay medicated. On doctrines divided by intuition, my mind on a mission. Conscious state of mind, I be working, working, listening to trash fields, trying to find heaven over here in my A6s. Save for the night keys to play out melodies, then pen to the pen to write poetry. Tell her how beautiful this tree is that I'm underneath. I see that smile. It's crazy how time has gone by, but I still think of you, I can't stop. Yeah, money on my mind is a vibe. Uh. Money on my mind is a vibe. It's called gratitude. Above the water, stay grateful. Me, my niggas, stay humble. I smell rain in the air. I see you over there. Ain't no hating over here. It's just peace and love and peace and love. Let it come to you. Energy's to the vibe. Let it come to you. It's a vibe over here. It's a vibe over here. Meditation to the view. Standing on top of the world, that's true. Power that we desire. I stay on destiny's line like Hala. 24, number 7. No cruise control, but a journey to hell with an angel that's deep. So let's play hip hop. Language that go pop. Thinking when I'm out, blow up. Cause sacrifices is all I know. Yeah, God first all the time. I say God first. It's called gratitude. Above the water, stay grateful. Me, my niggas, stay humble. I smell rain in the air. I see you over there. Ain't no hating over here. It's just peace and love and peace and love.